Inspiring Wellbeing, a limited podcast series with Maximilian. Hi everyone and welcome. Today I'll be talking with Simon Brazer, a nutritionist who has a, a true passion for our microbiome. Many of you might already be somewhat familiar with the microbiome and others may never have actually heard of it. Um, so wherever you are on that spectrum, I think today's talk will certainly bring about some new perspectives and also some new insights on what we can do to truly nourish and also provide a bit of an introduction of what it actually is within us, this magical, mystical world. <clears throat> Hi. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. Good to see you. You too. It's nice to virtually meet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> About that, right? <laughs> yeah, it's good. I've been meeting a lot of people virtually these days. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 beautiful how we're really continuing to keep that social aspect and social distancing. I love that. Yeah, one big incredible pro for um, our technological advances as a species is still being able to keep that beautiful community and keep education going and learning and that connectivity is all good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I've been finding such great joy in, in hosting these sessions. Um, and I don't know if I would have actually started without COVID-19. So this is, this is, this has been an incredible opportunity. Yeah. I think a lot of people have been inspired to think outside the box and how they can get their content out there, connect with people, you know, um, I've had to, now this is actually really interesting for my practice because um, people have reached out due to the fact that, you know, they want to, this is, this is the, the big thing for them that's inspired them to take a look at themselves a little bit and wanting to get healthy and make some, make some changes. So it's been really interesting for me to do that. But like, you know, without the ability to just like come onto a platform like this to connect with someone like, you know, having, having face to face connection is really really important um so yeah we're super luck we're super lucky to have that this uh, type of facility absolutely i fully agree with you and it's it's so nice to hear that you also that um more and more people are approaching you and actually taking this time as an opportunity and a, as a as true motivation to to change things about their lives or or enhance certain aspects of their lives absolutely i mean so much of our reality is constructed by our external environment right so our work our social circles the, the hobbies the things we like to go and do and that's been completely flipped around so people have had to take their consciousness and bring it inward mm -hmm. into themselves which is obviously a huge part of transformational change and um being able to like say okay well maybe i can go for a walk or go for a run and maybe like eat differently and bring like, just just focusing and bringing your power your attention and your energy internally is just you're beginning to heal and it will change you'll start to think differently feel differently and then ultimately want to behave differently absolutely yeah that's that's incredible to hear because that's certainly what i've been experiencing with uh, my clients when i do remote sessions at this time and um honestly i i can't wait to to connect with people again on on a on a personal basis because I find this shift that has been taking place, this, this global transformation that's, that's occurring, um, 
I think we as practitioners will be, will be certainly able to pick up on that next time we actually sit down with our clients, whether they're existing clients or new clients that are seeking out our, our guidance. And I, I think that alone is also something that can be very exciting. Yeah, it's a wonderful opportunity for practitioners and you know, anybody to reach out to somebody like you or me to you know, yeah, really find that kind of key, that one of that one or two key ingredients that might be missing from their lives and to have guidance through that. You know, one of my, you know, biggest things is you should never go through something that's going to be quite transformative, like change alone, you know, doing it with your own support system or yeah. with the guidance of a coach or a practitioner. It's such, such an important part of actually, you know, having that intention to want to change and actually getting to that, to that point, you, you have to have help along the way. And, I've always said that can you help me is like one of the most powerful questions you can ever ask somebody and um yeah it's good stuff yeah absolutely and i, I find that particular question too it's it's something that we have to work up the courage to actually ask that question yeah it's a lot of you've got to put a lot of ego aside to do that especially i mean in my experience i've had i've got a lot of male clients and you know men tend to be more egotistical I, I think anyway and um overcoming that hurdle is is very you see you see people like get really uncomfortable in their chair when you start talking about certain things but yeah it's this internal internal battle somewhat but you know eventually people you know just like let go of that that ego side of things and then the, the mind and body can then kind of like work work together towards some sort of recovery whatever that looks like yeah yeah Absolutely. And, you know, just slowly merging into our topic today, I, I find that the, the microbiome really, it can, it can play a, a huge role in that. And it can also really show us how much this tension that we create in ourselves through our, our own thoughts and our beliefs, how that can affect this, this beautiful community that actually lives within us. And um, maybe... Yeah. <clears throat> I, I was saying in the beginning that, you know, there will be people listening in that already are familiar with the microbiome, but there, will, there are also people out there that don't really know much about it. So um, would you mind giving us a little bit of, a, of an insight into what the microbiome actually is? It'd be my absolute pleasure. I've got a, a presentation that I, I often give that talks about kind of like an introduction to the microbiome, how it's connected to um, how we actually feel and then go into kind of like a little bit about more about what prebiotics are and probiotics are and how you can actually actively change your microbiome um, yourself and, and it has profound effects on our health. So um, yeah, I'll just jump in. I've got my laptop here just for reference because I was watching a few, watching some interesting people talk about the, the, the virome, which is like the colonies of viruses that we have inside of our body that works symbiotically with bacteria our own cells fungi etc so i've got a few more notes on that so i might touch on that at some point but i will be like looking down yeah just to just to let you know <laughs> no problem at all <laughs> awesome well um yeah well the microbiome is this incredible um collection of trillions of microorganisms that live in and on us and predominantly in large large populations in our large intestine and these microorganisms include bacteria, viruses, parasites, and fungi. And you know, they live there in very, very large numbers. 
and it's still a very very new science maybe only in the last kind of 10 years that we've really picked up on the fact that bacteria are absolutely absolutely everywhere and when we will look into kind of the numbers and how much they are influencing us and you know it kind of really makes me question who's really in charge mm -hmm. of like <laughs> my experience in this world right so um yeah i'll jump right in so these bacteria fungus parasites and everything in staggering in staggering numbers all have significant effects on our health not just our digestive health which you would think of being that they're predominantly in the large intestine but there's clear evidence now that our brain and our um, gut communicate with each other mm -hmm. constantly and depending on what you have growing in your microbiome this cluster of microorganisms that can make you feel let's say healthy or maybe not so healthy like good and not so good and um, what's really interesting is that studies done in specifically in north america that we have microbiomes that are maybe like 90 percent inefficient when they're um tested and looked at like with uh, like tribal communities in africa to say um you know that and that's that's a significant difference in the, the power that your microbiome may have if you're 90 percent deficient in anything that system is going to struggle to function mm -hmm. and these organisms do many many vital jobs for us and the microbiome is kind of specific towards bacteria so i kind of i kind of talk specifically on, on bacteria because bacteria viruses very very different organisms especially in size and in amounts that they, they live within us but they're basically alien like cells that colonize us from from birth Mm -hmm. So, you know, being born vaginally, um, we are like smothered in our mother's um, vaginal flora, which is just covered in very deliberate bacteria in that area at that specific time. And we are we, we come out, we're covered in this and that. And then we go up to our, you know, we go up to our mother's up, up to our, up to our upper body. And that's when those bacteria start to get in and on us and start to um, train our immune system to deal with the outside world because for a new for a new baby that's been inside for nine months and then comes outside you know we have bacteria viruses absolutely everywhere like they're unavoidable yeah so it's really really important that you know like you can see the studies between like c-section children and um vaginally born children that the the um the quality of their immune systems the the asthma, the allergies, the autoimmunity that's connected with um, babies that, you know, and obviously C-sections are in, in many cases incredibly necessary and an incredible life-saving emergency procedure. Um, but, you know, a lot, a lot of them aren't super necessary. But they'll test these, these babies and their microbiomes will be more connected with, like, the walls and the surroundings of this, like, surgical room rather than their mother's skin. Yeah. and vaginal flora which is super super interesting because that's like day one and like the first thousand days of life are like super super vital in regards to those bacteria and other microorganisms beginning to train our immune system how to respond correctly and not yeah. out of balance and i think which is very yeah. important point there because oftentimes we grow up and we're we're taught that bacteria is something that we need to avoid at, at all costs. You know, we're 
we're living in a world where you can buy disinfectant spray for the air, for all of the surfaces in your house, your couches and so forth. But what you're raising is such an important and such a beautiful point because it's really, really crucial for us all to realize that bacteria is not necessarily something that is bad for us. It is actually incredibly important and essential in our, in our health from day one, as you said. And I think that's, that's a very important point to, to make here. Absolutely, yeah. Simply put, without them, we wouldn't be able to exist. I mean, yeah. they're, you know, they've been a part of organisms way before human existence. And um, yeah, they're an absolute pivotal part. And yeah, as I say, like I grew up, you know, having to like wash your hands all the time, shouldn't eat dirt. But you know, if you think of like soil, that's like minerals and all these incredible you know, other organisms, you take one of those elements out of soil, basically like what we've done within our modern day agriculture, mm -hmm. that whole soil, you can connect that with your microbiome, like it's gonna be seriously, it's going to be deficient if it's not getting kind of everything that it needs and if it's not diverse and it's not allowed to kind of be wild and organic and natural and work symbiotically with each other if we're not doing that within our own gut and you know diet and mental health is obviously a very big key part of that but what's beautiful about let's call it nature is that if we give it the right circumstances it will balance for us in no time so quick and you can have profound whether that's a, like a whether that's like digestive symptoms disappearing very, very quickly or cloudy thinking disappearing. You know, these things happen very, very fast. And um, anybody's got the ability to, to, to do that, even super healthy people, you know, you can always, always um, help your microbiome out at any point. Yeah. yeah. So the majority of them live within your large intestine and they actually um, turn out to be a weight of around three to four pounds, which is the same weight as your brain so three to four pounds of your weight is bacteria that you know we can't see so small that we can't see but there's so many of them um that they make up such significant weight within us and the microbiome's already been connected with specific diseases like um, obesity type 2 diabetes um ibs and mood disorders such as anxiety and depression and that makes a lot of sense considering like different bacterial species have many, they all have different jobs that they do within our bodies. You know, some of them digest nutrients, synthesize vitamins, breaking down fiber, protecting us from um, other pathogens that might come in. Um, and for every one human cell, we actually have 10 microbes. So for every one human cell, we have 10 microbes. So I can't, I've never been good at math, so I'm not even gonna attempt that. And there's <laughs> <laughs> there's spots yeah yeah they're definite like um different perspectives on actually how many human cells we have but you can just imagine if we've got 10 times more um bacterial cells and human cells they they dominate us 10 to 1 and when you think about okay so it's actually our genes that make us human so in every cell we obviously have our genetic code within our dna but also bacteria have that as well. So when you do the math on the genetic count of human cells and bacterial cells, we're 90% more bacterial DNA than we are human DNA. Which wow. again, I go back to what I said earlier is like, when I studied this um, out of the University of Boulder in Colorado, 
this made me like think whoa right who's who's really making who's really simon and who's making me think yeah. and feel these things if if i'm only really 10 percent of what i thought i was and how i've got these basically little buddies inside of me that can either do me harm or, or make me feel incredible um it really gives you a different perspective on that especially with the idea of bacteria is bad and we should uh clean absolutely everything i mean you can look in the hygiene hypothesis of like you know, western culture where you know have we ever really been sicker and the super hyper clean societies that we've created you know you take you, you take bacteria out of the equation not even in just um our bodies but in our soil um it really comes back to that yeah. symbiotic importance yeah absolutely you know just an example that comes to my mind right away when i think back to my to my um high school days i i i was brought up you know i could play in the dirt and we had animals <clears throat> not just dogs but animals because my mom is a, is a vet so i was always exposed to a lot of bacteria from other species too yeah and some of my really good friends their parents were you know almost like uh, representatives of lysol or other cleaning products basically and and my friends they had all of these allergies even from like a very young age onwards and you know maybe 10 years later i thought back at it <clears throat> and i started to realize yes it, it makes a lot of sense if you are as you said if you're taking bacteria that healthy bacteria out of the equation we will end up unhealthy absolutely and not only do we have them obviously inside of our large intestine but they're on our hands they're on our skin and we have different types of super interesting and fascinating so we have different types of bacteria in different areas so if we're like super if we're using like super crazy soap to kind of like really irritate those areas then you know we're basically like wiping away and having to rebuild again mm. and like you know if somebody if you were to take a course of antibiotics um it can take nearly two to three years for your microbiome to like reset to get back into shape and that's a really a really common thing that i see with people who are consistently susceptible to illness particularly viral bacterial is that they've taken a lot of antibiotics through their life and as you say like their parents may have been like incredibly like kind of clean yeah clean clean freaks yeah clean freaks yeah 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 i don't want to say freaks it's kind of a controversial word but you know what i mean yeah you know, and that's I think that's a that's a point that we should really bring home here for people you know if, because taking antibiotics so many general practitioners nowadays are they, they really jump the gun on it and it's immediately oh we'll just prescribe a series of antibiotics but you know I really want to make people aware that it, it takes two to three years, as you said, that's, that's a very long period of, of time for our microbiome to build itself back up to, to a healthy, um, fully functioning level. That is, that's pretty mind blowing. Yeah. And there's obviously things you can do. Um, I've done a lot of like YouTube stuff on the microbiome and, and antibiotics specifically, because obviously taking a course of antibiotics for many people is incredibly necessary. Mm -hmm. So, we, I have 
really good protocols in place to maybe cut that two to three year down to maybe like six months or a year if you're really actively like you know using food and certain supplements in a you know in a medicinal way to deliberately like you know re-inoculate yourself because obviously antibiotics were you know invented and have been life-saving but yeah as you mentioned over prescribed and you know we have we have ramifications of that antibiotic use not only within our own own bodies but obviously it's a global issue as well yeah so the genetic side of things is really interesting so like you and me we're like 99.99 percent genetically identical but we will have um microbiomes that are 90 percent completely different so your gut bacteria and my gut gut bacteria are going to be significantly different which makes sense because you didn't grow up in North London. You didn't eat what I ate. You weren't surrounded by who I was surrounded by. You didn't breathe the air I breathed, so on and so on and so on. So we're all vastly, vastly different. So when it comes to a pro, some sort of protocol to get back into good health or to start you know, really thinking about your microbiome and resetting it and changing it, everybody's protocol is going to be, is going to be different because of that fact. Mm-hmm. And again, that, that's um that's a big part of my nutritional practice is that like, like that nutritional individuality where everybody's completely unique not only in their physical body but also their emotional state their psychological state and their circumstances as the person you know it's one protocol might not work for another person because of certain lifestyle choices or something yep. you know so again like the the um the genetic uh, implications of our microbiome and the bacteria that live there, you know, they really, really do dictate a lot of things that we, that we experience. And going into a lot of people who I speak to who, who um, suffer from um, cloudy thinking, anxiety, levels of depression, um, poor concentration, bad memory, etc. This, these symptoms can all without question lead back to, what is growing and what isn't growing in your microbiome and having that conversation with people is 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 sometimes difficult because we like to especially in conventional medicine we like to separate things you know Mm. we have like digest we we have gastroenterologists we have neurologists we have cardiologists even up in the head you know there's probably ear specialists and nose specialists and eye specialists um all, all incredibly valid and very, very important. But what's what's kind of missing from all that is that like everything's absolutely connected, and there's no there's no there's no argument anymore. I think about the fact that what I eat is going to affect my mood, you know. Um, so knowing that, you can maybe have the idea that maybe these anxious or depressive symptoms that I am experiencing, maybe it's got something to do with the food I eat, and not the fact that I'm super depressed, anxious person with a bad memory you know it can give a lot of liberation to somebody when it can be potentially led back to the drugs that they may have taken the pharmaceutical drugs they may have taken in their life how they were born how long they were breastfed for um antibiotics taken through their life yeah like these things like this all all compound into like let's have a look and see what what's actually happening in your gut and is it a result of the, you know, the symptoms you do experience do experience is that a result of it Yeah, that's very interesting. And I I think it's 
as you said, it's, it's, it's a connection that is not always drawn and um, you know, just putting in, um, we're bringing in the perspective of, of energy, yeah, energy medicine and us being beings of energy. It's also very interesting because when we have a microbiome and all of this bacteria <clears throat> that is energy in its, in its own nature, we can also see how th these forms of bacteria can be highly influenced and affected by the energy that we provide as, as so to say, as the hosts, because we, in a way, I mean, okay, the, there might be a question between who's hosting who, sure. but say we're, we're part of this community that lives exactly. on us. And that means we also share a lot of energy. And when we think about the energy that we, that we put forth um, through our thinking, through our beliefs, through our emotions, all that, and I think you'll probably get to that at some point, all that also affects the microbiome quite significantly and vice versa. So we have this beautiful exchange um, that we are not always aware of. And I think it's, it's, it is very important that individuals become aware of the fact how much their energy affects the energy, so to say, of the microbiome and vice versa and um, become aware of the responsibilities that we have in terms of the thoughts that we think, how we deal with emotions, how we deal with trauma and so forth. Absolutely. I mean, where you put your attention is where you're putting your energy. Yes. There's no doubt about that. And um, interesting about what we're going through right now is like in, let's just say, normal times, let's say six months ago, most people's attention are on things outside of them, their work, their their partner, their community, whatever, you know, like that, that external, that external part is that's, that, that, that's where people's energy and consciousness is going. Mm -hmm. But now like, you know, to people who are familiar with meditation, the ability to actually internalize that focus, that attention and that awareness, you're actually allowed, you're actually bringing that physical energy towards you. A big part of my practice and literally most of my clients go through some sort of, well, I call it mindful eating or like food hygiene. So like, who are you when you sit down and have a meal, like breakfast, lunch or dinner or whatever, you know? Are you working on your computer? Are you watching TV? Are you basically your attention elsewhere other than this food in your digestive system? Because if your energy is elsewhere, then how are you expecting to digest your food with good quality yeah. energy with, with any type of efficiency? So just changing, just, just somebody might have indigestion or heartburn or, you know, so many different digestive symptoms that people experience. Just getting somebody to have their main meal, turn that into like a romantic one-on-one, -on -one, you, meal, consciousness, smell, taste, all of that. You're able to just like bring your awareness, your blood, your energy is going towards your digestive system to break all that food down for you to produce um, enzymes and stomach acid. and Quite simply, when your attention is on other things, like let's say watching a movie, your nervous system doesn't know the difference really. It's looking at that and thinking and having to filter all that information and it's in a fight or flight response where you know that's when our blood gets drawn away from our digestive system, goes to our extremities, 
um, because we think maybe we have to fight a lion or something. But yeah. that's the last, that's the last, and literally rest and digest nervous system. Your parasympathetic nervous system is all about bringing your focus and your awareness to your digestion. And if you can do that with like, what even just your main meal, because asking people to do that three times a day is very, very unrealistic to start with. Um, but no, it, it has profound effects. And it's honestly like where you put your awareness, just think about that like right now. That's where your energy is going. Mm -hmm. um, it's such yeah. an important lesson that you're that you're sharing here, and I, I love what you said about m making at least one meal a day and turn it into like a, a romantic practice, you know, for yourself. It's it's an act of self love, and that's how I also look at cooking. If you're cooking for yourself, you know, put your put your consciousness to it you know it's something that you're doing for yourself you're preparing yourself a meal which consists of something that was given from from our planet from mother earth so there's a lot of there's a lot of love involved in all of this and mm -hmm. um, it's so interesting you're bringing all this up because what i've noticed over the years the more i personally experienced or um experimented with conscious eating, the more I, I felt this urge every now and then to actually just neglect the fork or the chopsticks and eat with my hands to actually make it a very sensual, very tangible experience. I love that. Yeah, I think using our senses to consume food is very important. You mentioned the cooking side of things. I mean, we literally, you know, having our mouth water by the smell mm -hmm. of food is literally you're producing saliva to prepare for carbohydrates to come in your body to get broken down by your saliva. That's like you're, you're, you're smelling food. Your brain is telling you, okay, we're getting ready to eat now, Simon. Let's get the juices flowing. I'm going to talk to your stomach. I'm going to talk to your small intestine. We're going to get the guys together. We're going to focus up here. And we're going to break down that gorgeous meal that you've spent lots of love and attention making. We're going to break it down into the smallest pieces possible, absorb it well, and spread that throughout your body. And that kind of um, that kind of brings into like the, the kind of the real root of disease. And you can actually look at our soil and our food to really kind of like look into that. So like kind of like a post World War Two era when our soil and our agriculture significantly changed. And there's a whole topic of using like something like glyphosate, which is one of the most um, abundant chemicals on the planet right now, um, which acts as an antibiotic. Um, killing bacteria in our soil is going to lead to those bacteria not being able to make the nutrients in that soil in that food that you're going to eat so right off the bat it doesn't really matter if you're consuming organic food or the best stuff on the planet you know this this glyphosate for example is water soluble it's everywhere it's not going away and our nutrients in our food is significantly um significantly poorer than it, than it used to be and we end up missing essential ingredients like um like the nine essential amino acids for example usually people are deficient in two or three of those which are essential from bacteria making them for us that we consume through food and if you're missing ingredients if you're gonna if you're gonna build anything you're gonna build a protein in your body to make you know good quality hair or eyes or eye cells or whatever you're missing ingredients for that your body's going to get the job done, but it's going to be, it's not going to be as strong a structure as uh, you would probably like. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's another really, really important point that even if you're eating organic, you know, you have the best intentions to to nourish yourself, not just to consume food, but to nourish yourself. We still have to be aware that there that there might be certain things that we will be lacking. And then it's a matter of, okay, how can I supplement to make up yeah. nutrients and um, yeah, minerals that are no longer present in, in today's soil. Precisely. I mean, when I started studying nutrition six years ago, um, I thought that I, I didn't want to supplement. I thought I could just get everything for, if I just ate healthy, I could get everything from my food, but quite simply put, our soil is significantly deficient and we've got unprecedented amounts of kind of toxins coming in causing kind of like more more let's call it inflammation than we've ever had done before so supplementing to counteract that imbalance is super important and just touching on supplements um it's very important to make sure you're getting good quality ones because most supplement companies out there do a really crappy job mm -hmm. and the supplement industry is so poorly regulated it's laughable that you know you could go and buy a, a b vitamin from certain brands and you might not even have any of that b vitamin in that capsule it's that poorly regulated so really important to work with a health professional to make sure you're getting the right supplements for um what for whatever you're taking it for because most people have got supplement covered that they've accumulated over the years um but it's super important if you if you if you are if i recommend you to take something like right now for example if you're looking to like an antiviral package i put together is iodine vitamin a vitamin c vitamin d but it's so important that you're taking those things on a consistent basis so your body is getting those ingredients to utilize them rather than what most people usually do is they'll they might take them for a little bit or like they'll take them and they end up opening that crazy drawer that's got loads of stuff in it so yeah, the supplement, the supplement thing is super important because I was way over here with, oh, I don't need supplements, I can just eat really well. Mm -hmm. But no, 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 like supplements have not only changed my, my life, but I, I see my clients change real, real quickly um, by using good quality uh, products and good, from good reputable companies. Yeah, so um, just briefly touching on that, if if you were to suggest two or three to you know people that are listening in and and already eating an organic diet but now questioning well what are actually the the biggest nutrients or minerals that i'm not receiving because of the depleted soil is there something that you can actually just suggest off the bat or would it always be would it always have to be something uh, very specific to the individual yes and no like there's definitely things that I recommend literally for everybody and I don't know if you class this as a supplement but everyone doesn't drink enough water not even close so drinking water is very very important to supplement your body for hydration and always pairing with that is, is adding like trace minerals to it because minerals is significantly depleted in our soil meaning therefore it's depleted in our food. And um, minerals are really important for uh, actually getting your water through through it, through it your body and actually into, the, into your cells. Because yeah. obviously we, 
you know, when we work, when we work out, we lose water, we sweat, and it's salty. So it's, you know, the minerals kind of come along for the ride. And so when we just replace it with just drinking water, it's not really a fair trade-off. So using a product, I like this product called Trace Minerals. Um, if you're living in Victoria, you can get it at the vitamin shop and lifestyles kind of everywhere. It's a small uh, cylinder bottle, and it lasts forever because you only have to add like five to ten drops, depending on the um, the size of your water bottle. But minerals, without question, and um, another supplement. I think I always think B vitamins are super important. I really love B um, B Complex by AOR, one of my favourite companies. They do such a phenomenal job. Canadian as well. Um, but then when you start talk, looking into why is somebody why is somebody looking for supplements are they looking to um, increase their immune health are they looking to um, diversify their microbiome then it gets a little bit different because there are many different products out there even through different brands like there's a product called um, Flora Mend like Thorn and that's an incredible product. If you've just taken antibiotics on your course of antibiotics, you can take that at the same time, and it's going to decrease that like two, three hour, two, three year window of having to replenish your microbiome. It's going to close that down really fast. So that's a really incredible product for that specific thing. But as you say, everybody is super unique. Like, big question: Do you act, is your digestion powerful enough to even absorb these? sometimes very expensive supplements so that's also a very important aspect to consider oh absolutely I, I, that's another very good point that you're raising you know otherwise we're creating very expensive pee and <laughs> <laughs> we haven't really we haven't really received any of the benefits and um you know that's actually something really interesting that you're raising because i notice it with um quite a few of my clients um, and the vast majority of my clients, they deal with uh, chronic conditions rather than anything acute. Okay. And um, the, some of them have this cupboard full of different kinds of, of minerals and vitamins and, and so forth. And then when we start to assess them, we actually start to realize there's a very small percentage that's actually being assimilated and absorbed by the by the body and yeah for a lot of people that's shocking and at the same time mind-blowing because they have been spending all of this money but it's 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 basically like you're holding up a, a couple of dollars and you're just lighting them on fire yeah exactly i have so many clients that um have basically they've they've been with their medical doctor for in some cases decades and they've never really felt better and they come to me and they've never really had any advice on supplements and even and even in many cases naturopaths um give people a whole huge regime of things yeah. to do things to take things to take out things to add and another part of my practice is like you can't you can't um invade somebody's habitual lifestyle like that it's just a, it's a grenade. It's like it's never going to last for more than a week or two weeks. That's why that's what you, the diet industry is a big example of that. You know, like a, a diet book that worked really well for a few people and it goes out and you, you read all this book and you're really motivated because you've read this and you're really jacked about making these changes. And then it's so 
doing all these new things into somebody who's already busy, already working, already studying, already like has all these constructs in their mind already. Like to 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 uh, try and change those habits in that fashion, I call it like a grenade effect. Um, is really never very very helpful. Mm-hmm. So I kind of go with like a sniper effect where I never give anything more than three things to a client on like any given session, whether it's session one, two, 50, whatever. They're only ever going to have three things to focus on because that's, that's achievable. That's something that they can put their consciousness and awareness on because as soon as they leave, your, leave my office, they're going back to their old habitual routines of like where they're going to go, what they're going to do. And then the things I've told them might just, just, just leave them leave it will leave their consciousness but if it's just three things and there's definitely tactics we can do to keep people accountable for that then um it it just it's just profoundly different rather than you know handing someone this crazy protocol which is basically a diet book is like a life-changing go and do that and you'll be fine without you know without the support and um empathy and understanding and respect and sometimes, sometimes, you know, for a lot of my clients, I'm just, I'm just a good ear who asks good questions and help people come to an understanding of like what they, what they can do, how they can feel better, and like they need that support to get through it. Absolutely, and then that way, the services that we offer, they don't, and and the products that we offer, they don't become crutches for these people, more so stepping stones. And we are, and I think I mentioned to this. Uh, I mentioned this to you a few days ago. Um, you know, as a practitioner, you're primarily a guide, and yeah. and it's really important for us to approach people from from that perspective because you know they're all self sufficient individuals, and it's not about making them dependent on on me dependent on you dependent on anything really because that's what's been happening in in modern day healthcare for decades now and that's actually one of the the big problems that people are so dependent they don't even think for themselves anymore they just go to someone and go can i get a pill for that and you know i want to be involved in the process of getting better it just needs to happen like that so that the whole aspect of being conscious is completely ruled out. And I think that's why it's so important for individuals such as yourself and me that we honor this, this role that we have as practitioners actually being guides and making sure that everything that we provide people with, whether it's knowledge or certain, um, yeah, certain supplements, for instance, that these are just stepping stones for these people to become to realize again that they are self-sufficient, that they are empowered, and that the power was never taken away from them. It's almost like they just forgot about it for a while. Sure, yeah. I like to think of it as, you know, I'm a I'm a coach, but I'm on the sidelines, you know, like mm-hmm. they're in the game, they're playing. They might they'll come and see me every two weeks for forty minutes or an hour. But that's a fraction of the time that they're going to be without without me to support them. So I offer a like free 20 minute, 20, 30 minutes. Sometimes it's an hour, but whatever, like free phone call, like an initial just to kind of get an idea of um, what somebody's expectations are and what they're looking for. First of all, to make sure that I'm actually 
I've got the qualifications to assist that person, mm -hmm. but also to kind of get their depth of um, their level of um, uh, commitment to them to themselves primarily. Because you know, if somebody is expecting me, I'm not going to have to do all the work for them. You know, like if you wanted to hire me to come and cook for you and think for you and feel for you, like that, that's not going to happen. But um, then that's a really important part of the process, and I, I have turned away probably a couple of hundred people because they're just they're, they're looking for that one they're looking for a quick fix which comes from our his, history with like going to the doctor for something to make them feel better yeah and they have this kind of like wild expectation and like you know, i sometimes just don't feel comfortable with with achieving that with the kind of like the level of expectation this individual has because any level of change habitually comes it's a massively psychological thing and you have to be in the right mind frame for it and um what's kind of sad is that people will often wait for like trauma crisis disease before they start to think a little bit differently about what they're feeling and then they might come and see someone like me or you or a chiropractor or a hypnotherapist you know there's so many acupuncturists herbalists there's so many incredible people out there and a big dream for me in the future is like, well, the things I would do if I was prime minister, mate, um, having her, having someone like me or you working in a doctor's office, you know, like, you know, doctors are so incredibly well trained and the majority of the things they're coming in, the clients are coming in to, uh, patients coming in to talk to them about are things that probably are, are best suited for a nutritionist or a diet diet coach or a life coach or a health coach and then that leaves the space and time for doctors to deal with like the really important things to be able to like you know triage the um, level of um, emergency for individuals but um yeah the majority of things that people experience like the majority of disease doesn't really fit into our methodology of conventional medicine unfortunately um but there are functional medicine practices, especially in the States that exist now where you've got like MDs with life coaches and nutritionists, acupuncturists, herbalists, all under the same roof. So, you know, it's not super ridiculous for a client to go in and, you know, like if, if my client wants to go and see an acupuncturist and a herbalist as well, that means they've got to go across town. They've got to fill out a new intake form. You know, the first sessions is usually a little bit more expensive, but if you can just do that all under one roof in a functional manner and I've got I'm talking with the doctor about this person. I'm talking with like the psychiatrist and acupuncturist and the herbalist. We're all like symbiotically working together in another, you know, another beautiful um, image of like the microbiome and our soil and how all these different things are working together symbiotically through communication and mutual be being mutually beneficial. That's the that's the healthcare I see in our future. Um, but yeah, we're going to have to definitely take our consciousness away from this external world, bring it in to get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I think this is actually a, a beautiful, beautiful way to wrap this up because what you were just talking about, the one word that kept popping up in my, into my head is community. You know, realizing that we, we have a community within us and of course, we then as the individual are also part of a greater community. And we can also utilize this community aspect in, a, for instance, a, a functional medicine clinic that has all the different aspects in one 
this communal aspect can be so beneficial for a person while they're going through a healing journey. Um, and one thing I wanted to point out in that regard is for people that maybe have a tendency to sit down when they eat and be on their phone or watch something or be distracted by something else, maybe just think about the fact for a second that you contain this incredible community within you. And when you're eating, you're not just eating, you're not just stuffing your face with food, you're actually nourishing and making sure that this community that lives within you and on you is being properly fed and is, is, is staying healthy. And I think just approaching food and uh, the act of eating from that perspective can really change things a lot. Yeah, just the, there's, I mean, there's an argument to say that we're not actually eating for us. We're eating to feed our bacteria. Mm -hmm. because they do absolutely everything for us and you know you're never alone you've got trillions of microorganisms in there and on you like don't don't ever think don't ever feel like you're alone in this world because you've got this little you've got this incredible population and you've got it also it's not just a population it's a potential you've got this potential sitting inside of you that's always got the ability to rise and make you think feel and behave in the most phenomenal ways. I've been through a transformation with my own health and my nutrition and without question, my microbiome has been the most significant part of that, changing the way I eat, changing the way I think about eating. And um, everybody's got this potential inside of them at all times. It's just a matter of when do we start to rethink our relationship with our food? And uh, without question, getting back into the kitchen, going to farmer's markets responsibly, um is a huge a huge huge part of that because yeah that as i said like digestion starts in your in your brain and it's it's pre-human it's like the food and the plant world you know like i'm pretty sure plants outdate us by about two billion years they've been here for a long time we wouldn't exist without them if the human species was to disappear plants and bacteria and viruses and fungi they'd be fine yeah so we, <laughs> yeah. Need, to, we need we need to utilize that infinite power that nature has provided for us and I, I think that i honestly think that after this covid19 thing simmers down we're going to be in a much better space people are going to be more conscious about their environment more unconscious about their community and more conscious about themselves and how they fit into that and um people are pe people we, we all want to feel pleasure and avoid pain that's evolution and you've always got that potential inside of you to do it. And whether you pick up the phone and have a conversation with me or yourself or somebody else you know, don't go in it, don't go for it alone because um, it takes a very special individual to do that. I've, ne I've not met that person. I consider myself to be an incredibly um, focused and uh, stable individual, but like, I'd never think about trying to make a significant change on my own. I wouldn't try and learn horse riding on my own. Yeah, that's a very good point. You might. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, it, it's been such a joy talking to you about this and, you know, approaching this whole topic of uh, the microbiome from this very refreshing perspective and, and seeing it from, from, 
yeah, many angles, you know, and for me, it's always important when it comes to health, when it actually comes to life, that we honor this trinity that we are, mind, body, and soul. And I feel with our conversation today, we were able to, to bring in these elements. Absolutely. And I'd love to finish off with the fact that obviously I mentioned that we have 10 bacteria for every human cell. We actually have even more like viruses, different types of viruses inside of our body that do so many incredible things for us. And obviously we're, we're in a very, very crazy time where our relationship, or even just the word virus is, means, means something very, very powerful and something maybe very different for individuals involved. But it's really, really important to know that your body is comprised of viruses and bacteria. And we've only ever really um, recorded about 13,000 different viruses biologically. Scientists have only really um, discovered 13,000 of them. But there's more than likely 10,000, even 100,000 fold that number out there in our environment. So it's interesting when you think of like, oh, we have this new virus. It's probably not new. Yeah. It's probably been on the planet a long time and we've just not recorded it yet because, you know, it, it, it's an impossible job to even do that. So um, that's also just another way of maybe thinking differently about like even what the word um, virus means to you. And there's, um, I just wanted to reference a couple of books. I don't have it right with me, but there's a really amazing book called um, An Epidemic of Absence. And the absence is our parasites, our microbes, uh, viruses, fungi, bacteria that live within us. It's a really incredible book about this guy's journey. And then he goes into this whole wonderful um, scientific approach into how like, you can pretty much link every disease that we have within our culture back to the absence of microorganisms within us. Um, and also I've got a lot of stuff on YouTube. If you can go to uh, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash um, health renegade. You can also get to it from my Instagram profile, but so many, I think I've done over a hundred videos now on many different topics, nutrition based and micro, the microbiome is, is a hot topic on that for sure. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing this. And yeah, what you said about the, the viruses, I think that's a very important thing that there's nothing really in the world that is just bad. And I mean, we have this tendency to, to polarize, to always uh, think in the terms of this is good, this is bad. And living yeah. within the realm, you know, when we look at the yin and yang symbol, always focusing on the white and the, and the, and the black, the light yeah. and the darkness. But just remember, everyone out there, that this symbol as a whole forms a circle. And there is a certain harmony in, in all of this, that we have these, what we refer to as polarizing forces. We need this. We need the whole. And that also means we need this in our microbiome within us, but we also need, need it outside of this world, that things aren't just bad. And... And I think that's a very important thing to remember, especially during a time such as the one we're going through right now. Yeah, I think um, I think there's I think the Chinese word I might not be Chinese, but the, the Chinese word for danger is also used for the um, for opportunity. 
and that's a really really good way of looking about what's going on now because yeah. we do have this incredible opportunity to come out of all of this um better as individuals and better as a community i think that's a beautiful way to finish it up so Simon, thank you so much for all of the information, everything that you shared. It was it was truly inspiring today. Absolute pleasure, buddy. And any anytime you want to pop on for a call, lots more to talk about. And um, I'd love to learn a lot more about your work as well. It sounds super fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll be in touch. Cheers, buddy. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening and be well from within.